has been way too long since you and I had an actual real conversation. It's like we just keep barely missing each other. I hope that you don't mind all of those good morning messages I keep sending you. (sighs) There's so much going on and I feel like I'm constantly doing something and this is the first gap of time that I have the energy to do something. Yesterday I had some time to myself and I just sat on the couch and was breathing. It was like I could not bring myself to do anything. Probably just needed the rest. How have you been? Did you eat today? I keep wanting to message you and see if you're eating, but I know that if you tell me no, I will just get super upset about it because there's not really anything I can do other than send you more fruit leathers and those Justine's almond butter peanut cup things and those gluten-free cookies that my younger daughter picked out for you the last time we sent you a care package. I keep wondering if the choices that I've been making are right. I mean, feel like they are. It's hard knowing that I have siblings and an aunt and an uncle and grandparents that I don't talk to, but also I enjoy not regularly hearing about how much of a failure I am, so I feel like without them nagging me, I have made so much more progress in my life. I just have like the occasional sound of their voice in the back of my head sometimes now, which I think is getting less and less gradually. I think my biggest issue right now is just juggling everything. Kind of wondering if I don't have some attention issues. It's like I spend a month completely thrown into the podcast and I have all of these ideas and I have all these things I want to do and all these topics I want to talk about and I want to reach out to people and see if they want to come on and talk and I want to do collabs and I want to approach people and pick dates and set up Zoom meetings and bring up really important topics and I get going good for a minute and then I want to be in my studio. I want to be making tapestries and I want to be playing with dyes and I want to be boiling them out and I still need to I still need to take pictures of them so that I can make prints and I have little labels that I want to sew onto them so that I can distribute them and I want to share them with everyone, even everyone that only knows me as Stitch because I'm really proud of them but I'm tacking my real name onto them and that's, I don't know, like I have I have this issue with the anonymity now. And I think I'm getting closer to being able to really open up in my personal life, but I know that there are certain people that deserve to hear about everything first when it comes to people in my personal life before I bridge that gap. And and working up the guts to tell those people things is significantly more difficult like way more difficult 
I'm also wondering how it'll go over. I'm wondering what people will think. I wonder if it'll just sort of make sense to people. I'm also wondering if... I'm wondering if it'll help with my memory. If telling people will help me remember it or if it'll help me forget it. I mean, sometimes I think about some of the things that I went through, some of the things that were done to me, and I feel like those memories are getting more and more distant the happier that I get. And maybe that's kind of the point. I've made so much progress, so much progress, and I'm so happy with where my life is. I'm so happy with where my life's going. I mean, I volunteered to not only bake things for a community bake sale this last weekend, but I volunteered at it out in public around people selling baked goods for an event. And I had no clue who was going to show up and I just did it. And it was stressful, but it was also super rewarding and I'm really glad that I did it and I want to keep helping but I also just feel really out of place and I feel like the people managing it don't actually want me to help because they already have a set group of friends that supposedly are going to help them with things. I don't know. They weren't there at the bake sale, so maybe they show up only when they want to. That sounds familiar. But I'm still glad that I went and I think it shows that I'm doing a lot better and it's really pushed me to do a lot more community things. And I want to do more community things. What's that saying about leaving a place better than how you found it? Leaving something better than how you found it? What's that saying? Well, that's kind of what I'm aiming for lately. I just want things here to be better if I can make them that way. Including the new house. I have so many plans for this house. One thing that is backfiring is that the office wall is lined with yarn and it is probably the most distracting thing I have ever done because all I want to do is match colors and take them off the wall and start working on something every time I sit here to record something. I've got a couple baby items I need to make. One of my childhood friends has a son that's already been born, and another friend is going to be a grandma, and I really want to make something for her, because even though her and I aren't really close, I have a lot of respect for her. She was the one person that showed up at my wedding from out of town and totally did not have to. I did not expect her to, and she really pulled through for me. It meant a lot. And I have a friend that is pregnant right now, who I used to drink with, and then I got sober, and now we don't talk as much anymore, but I think we just have different life paths, and I'm just a little heartbroken over it, or something. I think I always get kind of heartbroken over it when people move in another direction, because I don't understand it as well as I should. Other people aren't as much to blame as I sometimes bitterly state that they are because I know I can get real bitter real fast, but 
I am just as busy as the next person now with the girls and school. The older one's going to be driving soon. The younger one is developing her own social life, which is depressing because she's just so big and so smart, so good. And the boyfriend just keeps him busy 24 freaking 7. I don't know how his obsession with soccer has taken over my life, but (laughs) somehow it has. I used to be so utterly alone. And now it's hard to find time to focus on things for myself and get the things done that I want to get done. I mean, I haven't, I haven't picked up my guitar in about a year and a half, I think. And I, I think about it all the time and I always want to and I miss it and it just doesn't happen. I, I'm just too busy, too busy to get knitting done lately, even. I miss guitar though. I think about it. I think about songs I want to cover and then tack them on the end of episodes, but it just, it just doesn't happen. There's been this family news that has been weighing really heavy on my mind and I don't know what to think or how to feel or what to do about it. It's a little complicated and it just expands my whole story. It seems like everyone else's story is more complicated than mine and then mine just keeps growing and growing. I think I went over the basics of it over on Yvonne's podcast and it felt I didn't realize how much there was to the traumatic events in my childhood until I laid them out while talking to Yvonne. And there was stuff I didn't even really tell her about. I didn't tell her the actual things that were done to me. And I don't I don't even remember all of them. My memory is so fucked. And sitting there talking it all out to her, to someone that has no idea, and going through a chronological timeline, looking back from where I am now, I don't know why I stuck around as long as I did. I don't know why I put up with as much as I did. I don't know. I don't know that I would have been more vocal than I was. But I'd like to think that maybe things would have come to a point sooner. I know that I still have trouble speaking up for myself, even in little instances. There are times where my boyfriend will ask me if something's okay or if I need something different, like stupid little things like putting groceries in a certain spot or um, fixing something just around the house. And I'll just say that it's fine. And it's not fine. I just am incapable of asking for more than a certain point You know, I can only accept so much from someone at this point. And I think it's getting better and I'm getting better at vocalizing things, but I don't know. It's weird unlearning the grooming process. It's weird going back through and looking at everything and dismantling everything that happened and sort of accepting that it happened 
and knowing that you can't change it now, you can't go back and fix it, all you can do is move forward with the information that you're given as you are given it. Do you ever think about that stuff? Whether or not you could have done things differently or would have done things differently? I'd like to think I would have. Do you still get that? Or did you ever get that queasy shame feeling? Just gives you this uneasy twitch in your shoulders when you think about before? I don't as much as I used to. I think when I first got sober, I would lay in bed at night and squirm and grimace at everything I had done and everything that had been done to me in my life. It made me feel so shameful. And I I know that that's some kind of step somewhere, um, whether it's in sobriety or just recovering from trauma or whatever other process, there's always a step of shame and guilt and disgust with whatever situation you're processing. And I remember going through that point in my life after I got sober, when I started really deconstructing everything, I remember feeling that shame and that disgust. And I remember thinking that it was never going to end. It was never going to go away. I was never going to get over it. That was going to be the point that I was going to be stuck at forever. Because the things that I have been through and the things that have been done to me and the things that I have seen and the ways that I have acted seemed so completely unforgivable. I didn't think that there was any going back. And I don't think that I have ever gone back. There's no back at this point. There's only this forward state. But I don't lay awake at night like that anymore. I still can't sleep, but I don't lay awake and feel that disgust for myself anymore. Most days. I can't guarantee that it never happens. But I think that's some kind of progress, right? And I kept telling myself, side note, if this gets cut off, there's this spider on this curtain above me and I see it and it's not currently moving. And as long as it's not moving, we're fine recording. But if I stop talking, you just know that fucking spider moved. And I'm not going to keep going with this shit because I'm going to have to jump and I'm going to scream and then we're just going to upload. So if this cuts off, a spider attacked me and I almost had to burn my house down. Okay. Okay. Fuck. It's so scary looking. (sighs) (laughs) With this whole process I've been going through, I've been debating the whole memory loss thing. And I know a lot of people will go through the process of unlocking their memories because they want to know what happened so that they can heal from it. I also know that some people have split personalities because of their trauma and that has been so fascinating to me and if anyone out there is listening and they have multiple identities that live inside of them because of the things that they went through please 
reach out to me. Even if you don't feel comfortable coming on and talking, I just want to have a conversation with you because I don't know. It's just so unreal to me. Like I know when my emotions take over and I act like a totally different person, but I know that that's different from what's happening for someone that has multiple personalities. And I would just really love to hear someone's experience that has gone through that. But I still don't know if I want to remember. For a while there, I really, really wanted to. I thought, I have to know. I have to know. I need to go through this process. I need to know the things that happened to me because I'm never going to hear it from my mom. I'm never going to hear it from her husband. I'm never going to hear it from the rest of them. They're never going to tell me. And I don't even want to talk to them ever again, but I, I need to know. I think I needed to know to feel valid in letting go of them because it's still really fucking hard not having the people that raised me. It's still really fucking hard knowing that half of me is Hispanic, but we weren't allowed to learn how to speak Spanish and I don't talk to any of them anymore. So therefore all I have left is this hair color. Like I'm not even super tan because I work in a room with no windows. It's, it's just really frustrating. But then I hit this happy point after the disgust in myself and after the need to know more, I hit this point where I was like, you know what? I'm happy with my life now. I don't have the people in my life that did all of those things to me. I've learned about setting boundaries, speaking up for myself, finding my own sense of identity. And maybe that's enough. Maybe that's good. And I can just move on with my life and I can just let it be. Because I don't even live anywhere near that place anymore. I never have to go back there. Nothing will ever take me back there. And I can just be exactly the person that I want to be. And maybe this is enough. And then my aunt called me. Not my aunt on my mom's side. My aunt on my father's side. Who has been the epitome of a black sheep in the family. You know, as much as I was excommunicated from my mother's family, she got it so much more for being so much more rebellious and so much more to handle and so much more abrasive. She moved away and everyone in my father's family said, freaking good. Bye bye And she's always been abrasive and hard to handle and everything. But she still occasionally talks to me. I don't really know why. But she called me and told me that she had finally spoken her own truth. I didn't, I didn't necessarily not know about when she was younger. I mean, I think that after we all went through what we went through, we speak this other language, you know, we have this other energy about us when we do things like, like we can just kind of pick each other out in a crowd after a quick conversation maybe. But she never talked about it. She never 
ever, ever talked about it until she finally did when she got into a fight with my grandma, her mom. The things that I'm talking about now, I just, I want you to know that these things have been already talked about very publicly by her. Otherwise, I would not be sharing them with you. But she told me about what my grandmother's dad did to her. And she told my grandma too. My grandma didn't seem as sorry as I would have expected. And because of how public my aunt is, so much more is being presented. I got asked if anything happened to me as well. And I don't know. I don't remember. I have no freaking idea. I have a very vague recollection of when he lived at grandma's because he couldn't take care of himself because he was getting older. And I have a vague recollection of him giving me the absolute freaking creeps. But I don't know past that point. I have no idea. And I don't, I don't know if I can keep not knowing <laughs> since this is apparently something that has affected most of the women, if not all of the women in my father's family. And it's really, it has me so thrown off because my dad saved my life. He was there for me when no one else was there for me. And when I talked to my aunt, she said that she, she didn't know if he knew. She didn't know if he had any idea about any of it. I think that she's giving him the benefit of the doubt because out of everyone in my dad's family, he is the best person in the family. She has said, you know, he was her father figure because he was her older brother, but she didn't have anyone else. Everyone remembers nothing but good things when it comes to my dad, but everyone that came before him, really? It's so, it's so hard to even bring up to him. I thought about it. I talked to her. I talked to my aunt for maybe two hours and she said that if I wanted to tell him, I could, if I wanted to talk to him about it. And then he called me the next day and I, I couldn't verbalize the things that she had told me and the things that she is now hearing from other family members. But I have decided at this point to not say anything because I want to see what my grandma has to say about knowing. I want to see how she acts because she was, she has always been this matriarch in my life out of everyone else in the world everyone else that raised me like she's been the person and now I just don't know and I think it was probably the first real conversation I've had with my aunt I mean we've had a lot of real conversations but she was completely straightforward about just you know as abrasive as she acts and as difficult as she can be to tolerate sometimes she has no freaking idea how to do this. Just like you and I have no idea how to do this. We're just figuring it out. No one showed us how to be at this point in our lives. No one showed us how to get to the next point in our lives. And it was very humanizing 
having that conversation with her. So I don't, I don't know what to think now. I don't know how much longer I can keep not remembering. I don't know if I want to open that can of worms. But I don't know if I cannot open that can of worms. I mean, what would you do if you only had two safe people from when you were a kid and you might be on the verge of losing faith in one of them? I don't know. I wish you were here. <laughs> I know that much. So we could have a real conversation and maybe I could hear about what to think and how to feel and what to do. I keep thinking about that. I keep thinking about how much I used to rely on other people telling me, you know? I had those unhealthy trauma bond friendships where I just did whatever they told me to do because I thought that that was the right thing. Surely they're right. And now I don't have those. And it's literally just me. I mean, I know I can talk to my boyfriend, but, but I have such a better grasp on the fact that at the end of the day, it's up to me. And I have no, I have no freaking idea how I want to move forward. I don't, I think it's hard because I see so much of myself in what she is going through right now. She doesn't want to ever speak to her mother ever again. And I can't blame her because I don't speak to my mother and I don't plan on speaking to my mother. So if she feels like cutting out her mother is the thing that she needs to do to escape that toxic energy that is affecting her after everything that happened and everything that she went through when she was a child, I don't know. I feel like I have to stand by her in that. I mean, I, I remember coming forward with my mom's family. I remember the group text where she was trying to love bomb the shit out of me and get all of them to love bomb me with her. And I remember blowing up, throwing it in their faces, saying, I don't want this. This is not what I want from you people, not after what she did to me. And then I got radio fucking silence from everyone but one of my sisters who the next day sent me a single text message saying that she was here if I ever needed to talk. And that was it. That was it. My mother's entire family. And I got one text message. I don't think about it as much as I used to, and it doesn't hurt as much as it used to, but it still hurts some days. And it's been four, five, six years since then. It still hurts some days. You know, like your bad knee when it rains. So here's my aunt in the place where I was, only with the other side of my family, what I referred to as the good side of my family. And she's turning to me, and she's talking to me, and she's being open with me. And yes, she is still completely fucking abrasive. But I, I don't feel like I can just turn away from her. As much as she's pissed me off and pissed everyone else off, and as shitty as she may seem at times, I understand I completely fucking understand. Your mother is supposed to comfort you and be there for you. And if she doesn't do it, then who the fuck will? I never in my wildest dreams thought that my mother and my grandmother on the other side would have that in common. And I feel like I'm just holding this information. <sighs> 
out in front of me and I don't know what to do with it. And I feel so lost. I feel like I'm, it's sort of like this point I had in my life when I was just floating. I think it was right before I started the podcast. I remember feeling like I was just a boat floating with no anchor. And I think that's how this feels. I don't know. There's so much that I just keep thinking about and thinking to myself, I don't know. And, you know, I keep getting these very generic responses back every time that I talk about feeling alone and not having the traditional familial structure. And people tell me, make your own traditions, build your own family, and... I am trying, and I'm doing the best I can with it. What do you think it's like? What do you think it's like for those people out there that already have an established, healthy family structure? I go to my boyfriend's family's house, and it's so weird. Not that they're perfect, but, I mean, no one's perfect. I guess I just thought that I had more to hold on to than I actually do. So, we discussed having my cousin come down to visit she is only a year older than my older daughter and they're they get along well you know they grew up together because she doesn't know what to do with her right now she's having a difficult time with it not for a long time just a week or two over the summer I'm kind of nervous about it because I feel like it's a new dynamic I've never had family members sent to me you know, I was sent to family members. But I also feel like doing that is really gonna show my alliance, I guess. Or would it? I don't know. I don't know. I know nothing anymore. I just, I just wanted to tell you about it. Because I guess I just wanted to know what you think. And what you think I should do. And whether or not you've ever had to deal with something like this. But anyways, I hope you're doing good. And I hope you ate today. If not, at least stop what you're doing, pause this, and go drink a freaking glass of water. Okay? At least do that if you're not going to eat. Water is important. And just get back to me when you can. I'll just be around. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Try to get done the things that I want to do while taking care of everybody else in this house. But it's, it's good. I wouldn't have it any other way. I will be waiting to hear from you. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day. There ain't no sunshine when you're sad. You just gotta pick up that sass. Keep on going. And don't slow down This world shouldn't hold you back Whatever's mental I hope you can hug it Give it a tight squeeze And say it's gonna be fine You got us on your side Yeah, yeah